In today's episode, we're speaking to Lavelle Da Vincenzi, who is a world-renowned speaker, coach, moderator, MC, and a host who teaches female entrepreneurs how to secure game-changing paid speaking opportunities such that they can increase their impact, influence, and income. Let's speak to Lavelle to find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm super, super, super excited. I have the amazing, the beautiful, the charming, and the highly, highly intelligent Lavelda Vincenzi. I hope I pronounced pronounce his surname correctly. You did, Vincenzi. You're absolutely spot on. I'm used, like, it's weird for me sometimes to go on. Um, podcasts and stuff and be interviewed because I'm used to doing the interviewing so I I kind of it takes me a little moment to be like oh yeah that's me that's me (laughs) Um, I'm super excited you heard from the intro that how amazing Lavelda is I'm a fan of her she is a fabulous host and uh, we've actually reversed the tables because now I'm interviewing her because she's so fabulous and she needs to be interviewed Um, you have quite the journey don't you Lavelda but before we start can you please tell us or tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do yeah, I, I have two primary roles. So I started and I still do. I'm an international MC, moderator and host. Um, for those people who don't know what that is, I introduce people on stages, be it virtual, hybrid events or live in-person events. It's like a full combination now. And I love doing that. So part of my role is to work with event organizers to keep the room flowing, keep it on track, uh, troubleshoot, inject energy, all of that sort of stuff. And my second role kind of level stages, what I was noticing was that the mix of gender on those stages just started to get a bit unbalanced, shall mm. we say. And it frustrated me because I know so many incredible, powerful women. And I was wondering, why am I not seeing, why can I not see that? Like, and mm. to me, I kind of think if I can't see it, how can we have messages on how to do things or um, insights? And it's only from one perspective, like the mm. female perspective is always a little bit different. Yeah, so I went away it, to it has its own unique um, elements to it. Yeah, so I went away to explore it a little bit and discovered, uh, I heard all the normal stuff. Oh, it's imposter syndrome and all of that. And Frank there just really didn't buy that. I was mm. like, it can't be imposter and sales and that. I mean, it might be part of it, but I really don't buy mm. that that's the primary reason. And um, a few organizers said that they struggled to find female speakers. It was more work. And Mm. I was like, please, (laughs) that can't be true. Mm. So I started a Facebook group. It needed a name. I called it world-class female speakers. And I basically went through my network and said, listen, we've got a problem. Mm -hmm. Apparently we're looking for these speaking engagements. They're looking for us. We can't find them. They can't find us. So surely this must be a really simple problem. If we put our minds together, we can fix it. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing that, I discovered through feedback I was getting from this group, it was a post in particular. I'd put, I put a post in that was 
why don't we share our YouTube channels with each other and mm. help give each other, you know, um, more visibility. Mm. And all of the posts to that point were having so much engagement. And then that one got crickets. And I remember messaging a friend and saying, wait a minute, can you see my post? Like, mm. is, it, is, is Facebook broken? Because these ladies just suddenly just went up in dust. And she said, Lavelda, I just don't think they have any video. Mm. And I was like, so how do they think they're going to get speaking engagements if they don't have video? Like I'm mm. baffled by it. And so what I came to see was it was less about the talent of speaking because, I mean, as women, we love to talk. We're mm. good at it. It's a natural talent for us to connect with each, each other. It was more about the sales and marketing side. For whatever reason, we just didn't apply the business side to speaking as aggressively as men did mm. in some cases at all. And then wondered why people just would look over us or assume that we were free or just wouldn't be able to find our profiles. And so I then started off as um, working as a speaker business coach, predominantly for female entrepreneurs so that they, I can teach them the business side of speaking. You have expertise, you have talent, you're great at communicating, you get results. So how do we get you in front of the right people to increase your impact, your influence, and of course, ka-ching, ka-ching, that money in your bank account? Awesome. So that's that's how that and I think that's how we connected. And I think initially it was something to do with your MC. That's how I became aware of you. And then I'm, I think I'm part of that group, and that's how we've been friends and sort of connected ever since. So that's great. And you know, we'll talk more about how that can help um, entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, online talkies, because we're going to have to have you back for that. But for now, I just want to focus on your journey. How does Lavelda, you know, the young girl Lavelda? She didn't think she, you know, she'll end up being an MC, you know, international MC, or you know, or be teaching women how to, or if you're entrepreneurs, how to be, you know, be international speakers and being paid for it. What, you know, what's your journey? So talk me through, you know, how did you start off, and we, you know, how did you end up in this fabulous position where you are right now? Yeah, you're right. I totally um, did not think I was going to be an MC. It's not a job title you're taught in primary school. No, like, you know. <laughs> People don't kind of go, you can speak on stages. You know, at one point I thought I was going to be a dancer. I loved ballet and and dancing. And another point I thought I was going to be a hotel manager. My father wasn't too um, too excited about that as a prospect. So I ended up going to university to do a degree in accounting and financial management. Oh, how oh, interesting, no. Hannah. How, how predictable. I know. I did it. I did a whole degree in it. And I was probably about two months into that degree when I knew I never wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> I was like, this is this is not for me. Mm. I'm glad I did it. Um, I completed the degree because I figured there were worse roles I could do and not like. Mm. Um, I've always had a real passion for business and I I didn't really know what I wanted to do initially. So I kind of I went into a corporate job. I did a um, I did one of those graduate programs and mm. you got to be in lots of different roles. Um, and at first I did quite a bit of project management type stuff. And then I ended up accidentally stumbling into sales roles, right? So I was selling all kinds of less than exciting things. So I was in the health and wellness space. My last sales job, no word of a lie, I was selling procurement software to procurement organizers, to procurement teams. So oh, that's really interesting. Snooze. Um, so they weren't necessarily things I was overly excited about. And I I was a reluctant salesperson. So I didn't know I was going into a sales team. <laughs> right? I got I got conned into I was managing an operational team 
and they were doing a reorg and somebody said to me, LaValda, we think you'd be a really great account manager. And I thought that was a customer service role. I probably should have known it wasn't because they reported into the sales director, which I always thought was really odd until I got the role and then it was too late. (laughs) I was like, shoot, I have to sell things. But then I got kind of, once I figured out my way of selling, I was like, well, this is cool. So I get a salary. And then when I sell stuff, you give me like a perk for doing it. This Mm -hmm. is awesome. So I did that for about eight years, which kind of set me up quite nicely for when I went into business myself. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, I had that entrepreneurial itch, but Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do. So I was like starting and closing businesses like some sort of crazy person. (laughs) I actually We've all done that. We've all done that. Multiple businesses start and close. Yeah. I lost track of how many businesses I started, girl. I really did not know. I was like, and I didn't know what I was doing either. I thought I wanted to be a coach. So I would start something and there were bits of it I really loved. Like I did an event management type business where I was bringing entrepreneurs together. And um, while I was doing this, speaking was part of my mechanism for getting clients. And so I would get on stages and give talks and that's how I would get clients in because I've always been okay on stage. It's been a natural place for me to be. And um, a friend of mine invited me to do, to co-host a fashion show with her. And uh, there were two parts of this fashion show. There was like a pre-event and then the main event. And when I did the pre-event, I came off the stage and somebody was like, how much do you charge for this? Do you do this as a thing? And so the salesperson in me, because I worked in sales, was like, yeah, sure, no problem. But I'm working now, darling. You're going to have to come back to me for my fee. Because I had no idea how you charge for this. So I needed to buy some time. And so that resulted in two other speaking engagements. And, And then people started kind of finding me on LinkedIn. And I wasn't actively kind of pursuing this at all. I was still about to be a business coach. I was running events. This was my thing. Um, It wasn't going anywhere. It was Mm -hmm. hard work. And I was just kind of doing this hosting thing on the side. But if somebody was going to ask me to do it, I was like, look, the business person in me just needs to see if I could turn some cash on this. So I did a few of those and I collected video footage and that kind of stuff because I was told to do that early. And then the turning point for me was I woke up one morning to this LinkedIn message from an event in Paris that was looking for a host. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, I really didn't, my profile on LinkedIn was not optimized in any way, shape or form. This was like a fun side hustle-y thing I was doing. And every now and then I do it, I get excited. So I'd post some stuff on LinkedIn. There's no strategy Mm -hmm. to it. So I looked at this uh, and I'm doing all the like little, the little, little events, you know, tiny budgets Mm. and they're, um, you know, small, small fees for people to show up. So they had small budgets. I wasn't charging a huge amount for it. And I was always getting pushback on whatever I was charging anyway. And when I looked at this event online, they, uh, it looked huge. I was like, holy heck, I'm looking at the names of people. I was like, I have Mm -hmm. never done an event like this before. It's in Paris and my brain, I love traveling, right? So my brain goes, wait a minute. So I can introduce people and interview them, which is fun and easy for me. Mm. And I can get paid to do it and I can travel. Hold up. This is like my my brain was like, what am I busting my gut for trying to build a business, which feels really hard. Mm. And this one is going to pay me to travel and meet cool people. So when I saw that engagement, I thought, you know what, why don't I just give it a go? So Mm -hmm. I decided I'd drop everything else and I would, while I was still working full time, I didn't quit my job. 
but I decided, well, let me use this as a marketing engagement. And I had an audience of 3,000 people, which was the biggest audience I'd done by far. They had like a whole production crew. I wasn't used to this. <laughs> like I would be saying, can I have a microphone? Like they had a stage manager. I was like, this, this is a whole different world. You got a stage manager and you know, one person for the, like, I mean, people weren't doing dual roles. It was one mm. person's job just to manage the stage. I was like, this is kind of cool. I thought, what if I go there, do a really awesome job and see if I can use this to kick off a career. And I started investing and in understanding the speaking industry and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And then in about 18 months, it just all kind of took off. So that event led to Another event, which was in Lithuania, where I got to interview Monica Lewinsky. And then a few months later, I picked up two agents in that year as well. And then I got asked to do another engagement where I was, it was like an award ceremony. And one of the people I was introducing was um, uh, Kunal Nea, who played Raj in The Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Like, it just got ridiculous. Like, I'm mm-hmm. looking at names. I'm like, these people were on TV. They're household names. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I mention them, people know who, know they, who are. they are. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I came to do what I came to do. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm summarizing it like it was all sunshine and roses. There were some bits in the middle where I was like, this ain't, mm. <laughs> I made some big, some big mistakes, but, but ultimately it came down to, I found something I enjoyed doing. Mm. Um, the energy was flowing towards it. Mm. It felt reasonably easy. And I just decided, what if I apply a little bit of strategy and focus to it and see where it goes. Mm. And so for me, my speaking career took off because it was my primary focus it was ha- it was coming to me really easily anyway. So rather than, I mean, I was working so hard to try and get these freaking coaching clients. It just was not, it wasn't working mm. at all for me. I just, it felt really uncomfortable. And I'm not yeah. saying everything about speaking felt comfortable, but I just found I could negotiate it so much easier. It just kind of was like, da, 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 here we go, mm. done. Like it was just such an easy flow. When I was on the stage, I loved it. People really appreciated me for it. I was commanding a lot more than I was for for coaching at the time. So that's Mm. where I decided to put my attention, just really allow myself to follow the flow of the energy. I mean, that's a phenomenal story in itself. And it's brilliant that you actually came. It's almost the universe sort of brought you to your, you know, to your calling. And um, and it, isn't it funny that when you actually go and live a life of passion, like you are monetizing a passion, it's easy. I mean, it's, it doesn't mean that you don't do work, but it's easy. It's not hard work. And you enjoy the process. I, I mean, I never dreamt that I would be um, a coach um, or be talking about money, but I love talking about money. I love t- changing people's ideas about money. I love you know, seeing people prosper and you know, be happy and whatever else. And this is why I my I do a lot of hours and do a lot of work, but it isn't it's not hard work. Yeah. And you enjoy the process. And this is what I see the smile, the big smile on your face. Like I really love this work. And I just literally it literally fell in your lap. And then you obviously have to do the work for it. Now here's a question which a lot of people will be thinking. How did you deal with the hard times? Because it wasn't a walk in the park. Of course it wasn't. You made some huge mistakes. You just said, how did you deal with those down moments? And how did you, did you have any moments when you doubted yourself? Like, am I in the right field? Am I doing this? Can I make this work? Can I make this work? Yeah, I think um, firstly, one of the things I decided really early on when I was doing business was I'm doing this in order to support my lifestyle. And I didn't see the sense in leaving a job that I'll be honest, not that they paid well, I was getting Mm. paid very well. I didn't see the sense in leaving a job in order to 
to take on another job Mm -hmm. of my own making. So I wanted to do something that was going to set my heart alight. And I wasn't prepared to quit my full-time job until I was able to do that. Mm -hmm. So that was a really cool decision for me that I, that I just, let me just allow myself the process for it to come to me. Mm -hmm. Cause I think a lot of people, we hear the stories of people who it's like, boom, it all took off in three months and in 18 months, everything was like, ba-bam. We don't hear the like, you know, my speaking career took off really quickly. My coaching career took me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been doing that for like 10 years and that business really did not shift. Um, and so in terms of the hard times, I think the principle I've always taken on is, and we many listeners may have heard this before, this principle of the universe is always conspiring for my success. Yeah. So if something's come to me now that's hard, it's because there's something I need to learn or there's somebody I need to become in order to be able to do the next stage. So it's things like um, I remember putting out a post or maybe it was one of my ads and uh, somebody who doesn't know me um, was like, this is a scam. <laughs> but like, oh. what? like, what the hell? You've never, I've never even spoken to you before. You don't know me. You, we've never met. We're not connected. You are just somebody who just wants to like slam it. Yeah. And I remember thinking, It's very common, by the way, because I, I mean, especially when I run my ads, I've had that. What kind of scam is this? It's a mindset thing. Where's the scam? But anyway. Where's the scam? And I just thought, oh, I must be on the right path because the trolls are coming out now, right? <laughs> <laughs> the trolls don't bother if you're not making progress. They kind of kinda come out in that processing to say okay it didn't go right why didn't it what can I learn from this what am I going to set up to make it different and also gratitude that the experience that I've had the experience because often we're so focused on it hasn't gone right and then I just kind of think I would rather have the royal screw-ups early in my career than when stuff is really on the line and I think we can get so hung up on it's not quite gone right and beat ourselves up over it. When actually, if we think, hold on, if I was 10 more years into this and this happened, I would have a lot more to lose from this experience. Agreed. I would rather get this experience early in front of a crowd that don't care (laughs) than to have it later on. Um, And so one, an example for me, I remember doing an engagement. It's a regular client of mine. They tend to be, I was a little bit more relaxed about, when I receive stuff, right? So the role of a host is I'm at the mercy of pretty much everybody. I'm at the mercy of the event organizers. I'm at the mercy of the speakers. I'm at the mercy of the organizer of the audience, right? I, unlike a speaker who it's like, here's my content. And there are a few things that can go wrong if the audience are off or whatever, but your content is in your control. Mm-hmm. I don't even own the, the content y'all. <laughs> like Even that is not mine right? I am just, you know, everything is coming at me. So if an organizer doesn't tell me far enough in advance, the flow of the event uh, doesn't provide me with the marketing, like the, any background on the speakers, I am showing up with zero understanding. You may as well have plucked me out of the audience and asked me to run the event. I don't Mm. know who these people are. I don't know what their background is. I don't understand the context. I don't know who's a sponsor. Like I have no idea what's going on. Mm. And this is an event they put like a year and a half into planning. And I'm supposed to help it come together in a very short amount of time. So I have to simulate a lot of information quickly. Anyhow, I remember fighting him for this major part where he was bringing in all these dignitaries. And I was like, yeah, I want that segment. Right. So he gave it me because I'd been working with him for a while. Mm. He trusts me, et cetera. 
But here's the thing. I took another engagement literally the week before. No, not even the week before. I took another engagement, which meant I was literally flying from one country to another. Like I finished on one stage at 6 p.m. I was on the next one, 10 a.m. the next morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mistake number one. I don't do that anymore. So firstly, I was I had two completely different contexts that I had to shift between. Now, the big thing that I'd taken, I had this session in the morning at 10 o'clock and the big event was at five o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. However, at the time I got on the flight, I had no information about this thing the next evening. None. I received it at two o'clock in the morning. So when I woke up in the morning, I had this 10 a.m. thing. I was like, I'm not even reading this email because it's just going to confuse me. I went back to my hotel, went through everything, had a meeting with the organizer, and there was just gaps, like big freaking gaps that to the point I'm at the side of the stage and the speakers are coming and they were like, nope, I sent this information. So I am literally changing things on the fly. And I think it's part of the reason I can host because I can just roll with the punches and be like, Mm. let's just go with it. Whatever the situation, I'm going to make the best out of it. And I can still bring the energy and keep it moving. But when I watched back that footage, I knew that was not my best work. I Mm. knew it. And I knew that was my freaking fault because I, I allowed myself to be in a situation because the organizer, the speakers and the audience do not know that I'm ill-prepared. And my lack of preparation was not entirely my fault. And it wasn't entirely my fault because I wasn't given an opportunity to fully prepare. I was doing this in less than 24 hours mm. for a major part of an event. So I didn't, I don't use any of that footage because I don't, I don't feel good about it. I don't think it's dreadful. I don't think the org, I don't think the audience really knew. But for me, I just thought it's not your best. I am it's not my best. It's not a reflection of who I am. And I set myself up. Um, but it's and made- so as a result of that, I had to learn to put bigger boundaries around. I'm not mm. going to set myself up to do a bad job. Mm. I would rather have that early in an event that, um, you know, that event now is a lot bigger than it was back then. But that experience, I'm like, imagine if this was my big event. And I was so under pressure. I allowed myself to be in a position where I'm on the biggest stage of my life and I'm ill prepared. Mm, and there's only course. so much one can do in less than 24 hours and pull it off. It's just not possible for yeah. an event like that. Agreed. Agreed. So it's the, it's the lessons you learn over, you know, over the course of time. And I agree with you. I rather fail more early on to prepare me for later on. And I use that when we are saying this, it, it, I sort of thought about this in a different context because I'm a trader too. And I trade the Forex market um, and I'm an investor in crypto and, and, and the share market as well. And I've lost a lot of money like a lot of money, right, in my early days. But I always see them as lessons. And I'd rather, le- le- rather lose the thousands than the millions. Yeah. Because I've seen this happen. If you don't learn the lessons early on, if you're quite lucky, so to speak, and you, you know, go sail through, you, you become complacent and you're bound to make mistakes. So instead of losing the thousands, you're losing the millions. And that's possible. So that's always stayed with me. Now, I remember when you were saying this, I'm thinking, yeah, exactly the same thing, that I want to move want to mess up now and learn the lessons when I'm just losing hundreds, maybe thousands, rather than when I'm le- when I'm likely to learn lose millions. And this is why people do go, be, you know, people, you know, there's various reasons, but this is one of the reasons why entrepreneurs, they sail through and they get to the point and they lose all the money. So the boom and bust cycle comes up quite often with them, especially with the online space now. But then this has been quite a journey. So, so if we wrap this up, so you've basically just ended up taking your 
going from being a business, um, being business, having a degree in business finance, working in the corporate sector, going to sales, and then sort of navigating all the way to becoming a speaker and now teaching other women how they can benefit and how they can be paid speakers. So it's been, it's, yeah. a, it's literally what a journey to <laughs> to summarize and to come around. And um, I think it's fabulous. So tell us, where can we connect with you on internet? How can we benefit from your services? Yeah, uh, with a name like Lavelle de Vincenzi, I'm really difficult to hide. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it must be like a my name just ranks really easily. So I am Lavelle de Vincenzi across all social media platforms. I say all, I'm predominantly on Instagram link, and LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. I'm a lot slower on there now. Uh, also on YouTube. I just use my name across all the platforms. It's really simple. Um, if you're interested in booking a host, you just go to lavelda.com. Uh, again, like I said, a name like Lavelda, it's really not that difficult to find me. Um, I also host my own podcast and TV show called The Women of Power uh, show, which you can find on there. If you're interested in um, booking yourself for speaking engagements, just send me a DM um, and I can send you across a free gift as well. So I took what allowed me to build my speaking career really quickly um, and I condensed it into something I call the speaker marketing blueprint and it's my free gifts um you can also go to worldclassfemalespeakers.com forward slash blue uh speaker blueprint and you'll find it on there brilliant fantastic so all the links that Lavelta has just mentioned if you're listening to this on the podcast they'll be in the show notes go go check her out we'll have her social media links there as well and and the link to the freebie she just offered and if you're watching this on youtube then down below in the description section again we will have all her links go do check her out she is a phenomenal lady she's not just really really fun to be with but she does have a wealth of knowledge but if you do want to be a speaker if you do want to learn how to get onto the on the stages you have a you have a message you want to share and she's the lady you need to be contacting thank you so much Lavelda, for being such an awesome guest for us thank you for being here today oh i've absolutely loved it thanks for having me thank you Lavelda. we have to have you back for money talkie so we'll see you on money talkie soon Thank you so much for joining me and Velda on our Friday feature. I will be back another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing their life journey, sharing how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.